This is, uh, I don't know what number episode I'm going to make this as, but it's the second episode that I'm recording, and I'm with my good friend Peter. Uh, what Peter, what's good? How are you doing? Hey, man. I'm doing great. I've been looking forward to this for real. Like, I love talking about, you know what I mean, this, yeah. this movie and this story, because it's it was... Honestly, it changed my perspective on watching movies, so I'm excited to get to talk about it. You know what I mean? Uh, but first, actually, yeah. before we do anything, I just want to say, man, congratulations! You're going to Europe with between the barrier and me. Hey, thank you. Yeah, that's gonna be that's uh, it's really creeping up, and uh, it's yeah, it's like six weeks. There's like a bunch of stuff we still have to do, but like you know how it is right before like a big tour. Peter plays. Uh, Peter is uh, the vocalist of Kanashi, and you do play. You're messing around with some pedals now, too. Yeah, I'm very light. I'm just got a overdrive pedal and a delay pedal, and I just like the overdrive is to you know fuck my voice. Can I curse on you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's to fuck my voice up, and then the delay is to just you know what I mean, delay it. So I don't really like have too much crazy stuff. I do want to keep it simple that way too. And I got a yeah. sampler. I got a sampler for uh bass drops and interludes and stuff. Yeah, it'll like it's if it's anything like guitar pedals, uh, it's just it's just gonna become like they become toys, and you're just gonna want to get more of them. It's so fucked up. It's I sick, have to choose one <laughs> and two. I'm just like, bro, there's I don't need this other pedal. You know what I mean? But it's like then like Alex, my guitarist, really put me on and showed me like, well, not every delay is the same. You know what I mean? No. I was like, yeah, because I got a. Uh, TC Electronics Profit Digital Delay. And Those I was just cool. like, man, this shit sounds cool, but I'm trying to see what the analog delay sounds like. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, just like, yeah. The the analog stuff too, like you'll get this like oscillation when you you'll you'll see. There's there's a really cool one, an MXR one that's like relatively affordable, especially used. They're like it's like less than a hundred bucks. You'll probably find one for like fifty or sixty bucks if you if you wait it out. But it'll do this like feedback thing that I think you'd really really like. Yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to um, definitely use the ones I have and learn them as much as I can. You know what I mean? Because you write about that where it becomes like toys. You just want it because the shit looks cool for real. You know yeah, what I mean? Dude. And it's like, but 100%. I um, the more I've used it live, the more I've like. Like okay, this is mine. You know, this is my pedal. I know how to use it. Yeah, um, and I'm comfortable with it. It's awesome. I can that see rocks. why people buy a million of them. Yeah, dude, I'll, I have to send you some some pictures later of like I used to work at Super Oaches Amplifier Factory, and everyone there was pretty much a guitar player or a bass player, mostly guitar players though. And we did every like once a month or something like that. Everyone brought their boards in, and we made a mega board. It mm-hmm. is truly one of the most ridiculous images i've ever seen i think i have a video of it it's ridiculous i have to send it to you you'll, you'll think it's very funny yeah and um, then they put me on um oh, not to make it a pedal podcast no no no, no, no. <laughs> let's let's keep rolling yo like august and alex and even city like just watching their progression with it and i saw like the um atex stomp 
And then mm-hmm. I saw the quad cortex. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, what is the when does it end? Dude, <laughs> like, me me and Scott just got FM9. So they're like, it's a, it's like the quad cortex thing, but it's it's just a little bit different. It's basically kind of like uh the you know, like McDonald's or Wendy's, it's one or the other. It's like the same thing, yeah. you know what I mean? But uh me and Scott just got those for the between the bear and me tour so that way we could have like because it's like you, it's in place of an amp essentially I mean it's it's a little yeah. more complicated than that, but you know it, it's all the effects stuff and stuff that's in it it's legitimately insane it's amazing I'm like wait so why buy anything else like what? you just yeah. buy a tech stop it does everything yeah it's like the, then you get into like especially working at that amplifier factory I really learned a bunch of stuff like mm. hand wired amps sound different. Like and and like honestly, yeah. like it's it's all. But but for what it's worth, like I was skeptical, and now I'm like fully bought into the fractal stuff. We'll see how the tour goes and everything like that. How I have my comfortability with it, but I I, I kind of am loving it right now because I have it dialed in. <laughs> it kind of. I understand. It's just amazing. It rocks. Um, but uh, but we were, we were talking really quick about about our our own bands and uh mm-hmm. you guys are you you guys are doing a coheed cruise which is pretty insane yeah yeah thank you um yeah my favorite band so getting i know them for free let alone play with them is like Dude. on a boat on a boat like, yeah <laughs> not even just like irving plaza or something it's like i'm really gonna be in the dominican republic with my favorite band so it's so sick and there, there's a bunch of other really cool bands on it too right yeah, like Animals as Leaders and like Motion oh, City soundtrack. I di- I didn't know that Animals was playing. It, 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 honestly, such a cool little variety too. That's yeah. that's pretty dope. That's yeah. really dope. So 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 we're both doing pretty well going into 2023. We're both pretty happy with where we're at. Yeah, and and so that's nice. It's like finally, um, you know what I mean. But no, the I, ones I, that you know succeed are the ones that keep working. That's a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, works works literally never over. Works mm-hmm. never done. Uh, but yeah, so all right, this is the juice. I don't think I told you that's the name of the pod. This is the juice. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> yep, yep. It. For you, the juice is hereditary. Ari Oster is hereditary, and it's pretty fitting that we do this today because I don't know if you saw it. He just uh, the poster yeah. just came out for his new his new movie. Mm-hmm. Bo is afraid. Or... Yes, uh, I think it's Bo is Afraid, and it was supposed to be, uh, I, I guess it was just a working title, it was supposed to be Disappointment Boulevard. I kind of like Disappointment Boulevard a little bit better, but like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the man cook. I even know that, that sounds sick, Disappointment Boulevard. I don't know shit about the movie. Like, now that I saw it's like, four versions of like, Joaquin Phoenix, I'm like, yeah, what kind of, is this like some Benjamin Button shit? I'm not sure, but I just, I'm looking at the poster, I'm like, how is this going to be a like terrifying movie or is it it's, not going to be a terrifying movie? So it's supposed to be uh, um, the, the way that it was built in interviews that I heard like way early on is that it's a four hour nightmare comedy. Now, I don't know. I don't know what that means. And the other thing. The, it, it, so one of the big things with Ari Aster is I've heard him just like gush about uh, a Swedish director from the 30s, 40s, 50s, Ingmar Bergman. And so Bergman, he's like he's like obsessed with Bergman. Bergman's like 
He's uh, the the amount of movies that this guy's put out is, is legitimately insane and like incredible movies. You know the uh you know what the Seventh Seal is the the movie the Seventh Seal. If you don't you've you've seen the iconic like uh you've seen Bill or you know of Bill and Ted's uh, yeah, excellent adventure. The 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 Grim Reaper in Bill and Ted is based off of the Grim Reaper in the Seventh uh the Seventh Seal, and it's oh. like yeah it's 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 a really cool like kind of kind of like a man. Uh, grappling with his faith and like uh just like perplexed by god as a concept mm-hmm. and uh it's a really cool little 90 minute like it's cool i think you'd get a a good bit of uh of mileage out of it just in terms of like i know you're a thinker and just like and you're an artist so it's it's one of those things where i think you'd really like it a lot yeah shit, i'll watch it like that is crazy how it was inspired like Bill and Ted took inspiration from that. I'm like, yeah, it's like a, it's well, it's like one of those things where it's like a goof on it in a way, but it's like you know, obviously oh. play, paying homage to it to a certain extent. And yeah. and and the the thing with Oster is he's he's like really obsessed with Bergman, and I know that I heard in interviews that this is supposed to like he's kind of trying to channel that Bergman uh, mm. energy. And and the thing about him was he he kind of like did a lot of different genre bending throughout his career. Cause you, you put out like 60, 70, 80 movies. You're going to not want to make the same Experiment. thing over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I think that we're going to see like, it's going to be a little bit funny. It's going to be a little bit of drama. It'll be a little genre bending. And if it's four hours, let's go that I, I, I trust the man. Yeah, no, I definitely trust the process. Nightmare comedy. Yep. Yep. It's on fire. <laughs> as long as, um, Love the nightmares in there. That's the part I love. I've been trying to find that ever since I saw Hereditary. Yeah. Just, so, oh my god. Uh. So. So basically, the the I I kind of want to start off by before we even get into Hereditary itself because I've got a couple of funny little anecdotes about it and like my mm-hmm. relationship with it, and I want to talk about your relationship with it. But I want to talk about your relationship with movies as a medium and like what you like kind of your relationship with them what what you like like you view them more as kind of like and they can be both but like art or entertainment or both or kind of just yeah. what your vibe on movies is and has been yeah and i always saw it as entertainment until i started seeing certain movies like you know i just grew up loving like comedy movies i love yeah. shit like scary movie or just like the dumbest movies possible you know what i yeah. mean yeah yeah 100 yeah, percent. and i saw signs cool and that was the first movie where i was like dude what the hell is going on like terrifying that was the scariest movie i ever seen up until i saw hereditary and it was like signs and then I saw War of the Worlds next. Yeah, War of the Worlds rocks. Alien. I was like, oh my God, that was the scariest possible thing. Was an alien to me. And there's some other alien movie, but those two, bro, just having to take out the trash at night. I'm just like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. The alien from fucking, where were they based out of? In the Midwest or something. You got to be. Oh, Signs. Yeah, you know, science. Science was yeah. Science was corn crops, Midwest. Uh, I'm thinking he's going to be here in like Philly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just uh, well, the, the thing that? that the thing that holds up so well about signs, and mm-hmm. that's like 
you're how old are you? I'm third. I just turned 30. I'm 30. Yeah. So so we kind of grew up with like at the same age, like, you know, certain things were big when we were the same age. Signs was I feel like we were both at like a little bit of like a pivotal age where like there was a certain there was a certain age where I was just happy to be watching a movie. It was like there's to me still there's really no such thing as a bad movie. There's boring movies, but like, you know, it's someone's it's it's someone's blood, sweat and tears poured into something. It's like there's always some kind of merit to it. Same thing goes for music, I honestly think. But, you know, Signs was one of the first, like, I was very cognizant of, like, this is a scary movie. And this is just, this is a little bit more than just, like, we're going to the theater and getting some popcorn and soda on a summer day. Yeah. Uh, and and the, the the thing that holds up so well in Signs and sticks sticks with me is that. And, and, you know, it's kind of the same way that I think about some of the, like, isolated things in Hereditary. The uh, the party, the party scene with the alien on the uh, yeah. the camcorder. Jesus Christ. It's, it's yeah. Uh, Shyamalan's cool. You ever see The Village? That was one that I was, like, hyped on, too. Yeah, I saw The Village, and it was, um, it was all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, it was just, like, like you... It's ignorant to just dismiss something. You know what I mean? There's there mm-hmm. were things to take away from the village. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I uh I like was obsessed. I was trying to go back and find all of it because that feeling that signs gave me, I wanted to find it again. As terrifying as it was, it was also like entertaining. You know what I mean? Or just uh Yeah. Yeah, it was there's fulfilling artfully, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It made me think like, damn, movies can be like compelling. You yeah, know? yeah, and, and and the thing that you're talking about about kind of chasing fear, it is something that like, especially like it's not even just people like horror movies. Like some some people are just cued into horror stuff, yeah. uh, but like even and and I feel like that's like a certain type of like chasing certain different types of horrors and stuff. But it's that kind of like the the frightening, being scared, like like you were talking about, like taking the trash out right yeah. in the middle of the night, and like that that like. It's it's a, an excitement, but it is terrifying at the same time. Same thing with, you know, I'll get into it, the hereditary thing, but I had a couple of instances where I'm, you know, a, a tw- in my late 20s and I'm like running in the dark because I'm petrified. Of, <laughs> yeah, it's and, and there that is a feeling that that, you know, you try to chase because it, it, whatever reason, it's something ingrained in our DNA. I don't know um, what it is, bro. I just love psychological horror movies. Like, yeah. So weird. Like when I found um like I remember when Blair Witch came out. Oh man, yeah, like, Blair Witch rocks. <laughs> um my mom and dad watched it like and was like, Larry, you have to like go to your mm-hmm. room, like you can't watch this. So I was like, Why? Like, what is so bad about this? Yeah. I remember seeing like the trailer and I was like, and it looks like kind of fucked up. And then I finally like watched it like yeah. years later. And oh my god, I was just that, like, dude, thank god I did not watch this like as a kid. You know what I mean? That's another one of those ones with the with the image that sticks with you, the uh the guy just standing in the corner. Of course. Uh, it's it's horrifying. It really is. Oh man, Blair Witch was such that was such an anomaly and such like a uh you know, that like kicked off that found footage stuff. So so cool. Yeah. Uh but, oh, I remember. Yeah. At that same time, so it was like signs. And then it was like uh, War of the Worlds. There was Cloverfield. Cloverfield, I, yeah. Clover, another found footage. Another, yeah. When you said found footage, you made me remember. 
for yeah. some reason, I really genuinely, a genuine concern of mine was like, like it yeah. was terrifying. That movie was so scary, but I loved it. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, again, still just like chasing, chasing that feeling, which yeah. is great. Which is and and so so let's let's jump into Hereditary a little bit. What yeah. is what is your relationship with Hereditary? What was the context of you seeing it? You know, just kind of like uh, your relationship with the movie yeah. yourself. Man, so legendary story. I'll never forget this day. So I was uh, I was living in North Philly, and my friend Luke Eddings lived blocks away from me like not that far on Norris Street and uh I don't know how like we just started like hanging out you know what I mean like I knew him from like shows but we never like really hung out that much and I was like oh wait you live right down there on like Norris I was like all right we're getting right but hang out more so it was like he was active now on uh, Facebook or something and I was just like it was like midnight are you doing anything like no so we like, we'd just go to like 7-Eleven, you know what I mean? And just like play San Andreas or whatever. Sure. And uh, then I realized another one of our friends, uh, Tony, was just around the corner and was just free. So it was me, Luke, and Tony just like hanging out all the time. And we uh, called ourselves the Midnight Marauders. We were just like hanging out super late <laughs> at night until yeah. like, you know, the sun came up. And uh, I remember Luke was just like, have you seen Hereditary? I was like, because Luke is really into movies. Mm-hmm. I was just like, now let's watch it. Like, no idea going into it so blindly. I was right. like, oh, the one with the girl and like the bird. I just saw <laughs> the trailer. I did not know it was. I didn't know anything of, about it. One of the great trailer it. fake outs too, where where oh. the marketing. It's it's kind of the the idea I was thinking about just the marketing around this girl and then. When that happens, it happens. And we'll 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 get into it too. But it's the I love that you're 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 kind of just like, oh yeah, I've seen the trailer, little girl with the bird. Let's go. That's great. Thinking the girl's gonna be the center of the movie and the whole I thing. thought the girl was haunted or something. <laughs> yeah. So I remember I went and got uh Orange Fanta Big Gulp. Mm. I got nacho cheese Doritos. I got peach rings, mm. and we just went. To Luke's room and just I sat on the beanbag and I'm just like, oh, okay, hereditary. And I'm just watching this movie so chill, so like just a target. I'm just like yeah. watching wide eyed and it just goes down. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, like from moment one, from beat one, it's just uncomfortable. Like as soon as it was panning in, and I'm yeah. like, wait, what the hell? This isn't normal. I was like, okay. And just, it just kept, there were so many moments where I just was like, oh. yeah, I'm looking yeah. at them and they're just looking at me like, yeah, motherfucker. Right. Cause they both, they've both seen it before. Right. Yes. They already knew. Right. And right. I just, oh my God. As soon as it was like over, I didn't want it to be over. I was yeah. like, wait, that's it. Yeah. I feel you on that. Uh, So, so my whole relationship with hereditary was, because this is technically a first movie, although he Arias, do you know? Uh, do you know about his technically first movie? That's a bit of a short called "There's Something Wrong with the Johnsons." Yeah, I think it's, 
Yeah, you so okay, we'll we'll talk about that. That's the that tone of voice is the the perfect way of uh <laughs> of addressing that. Insane. Yeah, yep. I remember I watched because it's like 45 minutes. I remember I watched it like on a whim because I was like, oh, you know, I really like really like hereditary, really like Midsummer. And I watched that and I, you know, a, a buddy was like, Oh, you gotta watch this thing. And I, I texted him, you know, an hour later, I was like, What the fuck, man? Literally. <laughs> So so there's kind of a theme going on with him and it's it's uh tragedy and uh family dysfunction. Um yeah. And and so so my whole relationship with it was trailer came out, everyone's buzzing about it and mm-hmm. I was like I I got to see this thing. It looks great. Yeah. Um I like Tony Collette. Tony Collette's great and I was like uh let, let, let's go. I want to I want to see this thing. I went to a theater uh, by my house and it was me. And then there was like three kids in the back. Um, And so I've got two theater experiences with this movie, uh, both of which I, I speak up when these people are, you know, you know how it is when you're in a theater and like, you're trying to watch the movie and, and it's, it's, it's not even like a a, a bump in audience or anything like that. It's not even like a a filled theater where everyone's having fun. It's like a couple people, you know, and so talking, laughing kind of, and I had to be like, you have to stop. You have to stop. Um, So I had uh, not, not not only the first time, but the second time that I had watched it, same deal. Uh, I went with some buddies this time, not by myself. And um, I was like me and another buddy got so, so mad at this group of teenagers behind us and we were like you gotta stop you gotta cut it out and then the the girls that they were with started mocking us you gotta stop you gotta stop. No. And it was, i felt i felt pretty defeated in that moment I, it was one of those things where i was just like i i, I lost this one <laughs> <laughs> you know Is that a horror movie like what, what was the- yeah i mean kids like to go to the theater with their friends and like it was a thing where very clearly it was this some high school guys with some girls that were either their girlfriends or you know they were trying to impress yeah and so they weren't scared of the movie they were making fun of it and you know it was one of those i was just jesus christ so those are my first two experiences but at the same time still harrowing and like especially that first time by myself uh i drove home and i was just like in in awe of what i had just seen and the the big thing was everyone was like wait till you see the car scene man you got to see the car scene and I didn't know what, you know, I had no frame of reference, but then when I see, I didn't know what was happening, but I knew something was going to happen. And then I yeah. see, you know, as it's coming and I was like, and, and I, there's very few movies that I remember like of uh, uh, being sitting down where I was. And I remember this, this length of time and, mm-hmm. and it just feels like forever where you can't breathe because you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And, and. And the, the next thing I want to do is go through just really quick, go through the plot. And, and we'll when we get to that part, we'll we'll kind of talk about that and our our initial reactions to it. But, you know, so I'm I'm an Oscar guy. I really like him. I really like Midsummer as well. I, I saw that three times in theaters, too. Very excited for this new one. Um, I just I, I really like him. And I know that it's one of those things where it's become a little bit of a oh, you like, you know, it's it's a little bit of a joke at this point, especially midsummer, where it's like you know, oh yeah, you know, it's it's almost too popular for some people, while not really being yeah. that popular at all. You know, it's not like a blockbuster Ooh. where it's like you know, it's it's one of those things where I it's just yeah, people trying to look a little too cool. I think you know, it's it's they're a little too cool for something that's a little too popular. But I really I really really like both of those movies a lot. It's funny um, you say that because actually I feel like people 
look at like A24 movies as you're being a hipster mm-hmm. for liking this. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a hundred percent where kind of we're at right now. Which I is feel wrong. Like. And, the, and the, the real, the real hip stuff, the real, the, it's turning now to to neon. That's the real hipster. Uh, uh, Parasite was neon. Uh, oh. and a bunch of the, um, Titan, Crimes of the Future, a bunch of stuff. That's mm. becoming the new A24. But yeah, I know what you mean. Where it's you know, it's one of those things where you can't help it if a production company is is putting out a lot of good movies. Yeah, like why even not, dismiss not it? Like the movies are good, literally. <laughs> Is every single movie that they put out good? No, it's 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 never going to be. It's the same thing with a with a label. Is every yeah. band that a label signed going to be something that you gel with? No, no. It's like you know, it's all taste. It's all it's right. all, yeah. But but so yeah, that's that's. I know that that Oster is like you know the it's it's a little too a little too hip, a little too mm-hmm. hipster for some people. But I I really like you know, and I think Hereditary. I, I texted you after I rewatched this. I said, I think this movie is going to age so incredibly. I really do. I yes. think that in 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 twenty years we're going to be like, you know, the the a lot of times it feels, uh, 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 you know, reactionary when someone's like new horror movie comes out. It's like this is the new Exorcist, you know, something like that. I while nothing's going to be like the Exorcist in terms of popularity, that's like that's an anomaly in and of itself. Yeah, I think that like just like. The, the overall comparisons to them I'm I'm like yeah man I I think in 20 years a lot of people are gonna be like that hereditary movie that is one of the scariest best horror movies of mm-hmm. you know yeah uh so let's roll through this really quick this movie mm-hmm. and then we're gonna get to uh then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a game after it which will be fun um the movie in and of itself is about a family who loses their grandmother and, and the, the family is kind of like they're uh, I don't, I don't want to say a typical American family, but they're a dysfunctional American family. Um, mm-hmm. Some, it feels a little like Northeastern kind of like, you know, maybe like Massachusetts somewhere around there. Um, I just realized, do they ever say where they were? No, they don't. And and there are cars in this movie and I didn't clock with the license plates or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I'm not positive where it's supposed to be set. But, but yeah, I would just assume it was like Northeast or maybe I don't know. Maybe Midwest. Maybe like Pacific Northwest. I could see that too. I get I could see that too because there is like a while there is a clear town and school and stuff that you know that we're that we're hanging out in. The 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 house itself is kind of in a yeah, woodsy the area. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and like the field that like uh when when the little girl goes down, you know, and she sees the fire with the the hallucinating yeah. the fire. That is kind of like an open naturey. So I, I can see Pacific Northwest as well. Uh, you know, uh, we open up on a funeral, getting ready for a funeral. Essentially, uh, Tony Collette, Tony Collette's mother in the movie is uh, she's the one who who passes away. We have Alex Wolf, uh, formerly of the Naked Brothers Band, who has absolutely been on a heater lately. Um, yeah. He he uh, he plays the older brother. The the uh the dad played by the 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 lead in Miller's Crossing. You like the Coen Brothers at all? Uh I'm not familiar actually. Oh, I got I got a handful. I got a handful of movies that you will love, Peter. Like love. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Um, but but he's 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 a lead in one of their like Irish mob movies. Wait, didn't they do uh No Country for Old Men? Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh, yep. okay. Well, yeah. I love that movie. But yeah, please continue. <laughs> yeah. 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 
and and the little girl who uh and let me pull her name up really quick too just so that way i don't know that she's been in anything since this either she's got a very specific look mm. i feel like we would uh we would know um millie shapiro it looks like and it looks like yeah she's pretty this is her only um this is her only credit she's in like some tv stuff and some theater but yeah she's got a very specific look she looks troubled just like a troubled young kid um so we open up on the funeral and uh you know they, they there's almost this air of like other than charlie who is the younger the younger girl it almost feels like this family is kind of like happy to be rid of rid of her like it was almost like a bit of a nuisance taking care of her yeah. um yeah and and uh you you uh you open up on the funeral and you see that it's pretty well attended and tony collette is pretty perplexed by it um and these these people come back obviously at the end you see some familiar faces at the very very end uh <laughs> I love yeah yeah oh, yep yep um you know so basically they they come back from the funeral they're kind of and and the other thing to set up too is Tony Collette is a uh, she's an artist herself and she makes like mini sculptures right, mm-hmm. so you see like a, a lot of the stories told through that and like the the opening of the movie itself is uh, like uh, a model a mini model of the house and you you zoom into Alex Wall's bedroom and then and then it turns into the real thing and so you'll see a lot of stuff like the the car scene she reenacts you know she she makes the with the little mini sculpture you know. Um, so they come back and you kind of get a, get a peek into that world a little, like she goes back to working on that. The, the family is a little bit kind of just like, you know, uh, uh, trying to get back to normalcy. Um, and so, uh, Charlie seems like the only one who is a little bit distressed. She's upset that, uh, the grandmother had died and she, she asks Tony Collette, who's going to take care of her when she dies from there. Uh, the, the other, the other, um, main plot point being uh the 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 father gets a phone call about uh we we find out later but it's about a grave being desecrated it's the grandmother's grave um he doesn't let uh tony collette or the rest of the family know about it because he feels like you know he doesn't want to burden them with it's it's horrible losing a loved one and then and then having to hear about you know something like that from there, let's jump. Let's jump right to the party scene. It, you you get a little bit of a glimpse of these people in school, the the kids, and it is kind of like you know, uh, Alex Wolf plays a little bit more of like a, a a you know he's got he's got a group of friends, but it's more like a stoner kind of like uh, a little bit of a party kid, not like super super popular, but like you know we don't really get super into that, but that's just the vibe I get. And Charlie very clearly is a little bit of an oddball and, and kind of just like not, she, she doesn't seem to have very many friends because yeah. uh, Peter, who's Alex Wolf, Peter gets invited to uh, a party, barbecue, barbecue party, whatever, you know, uh, he, he, pin, he pins it as a barbecue, but it is, it is a party. Um, and, uh, and, you know, Tony Collette, uh, his mother wa- is, is wondering if Charlie can go as well. Um, because he wants she wants her to be more involved with you know find some friends stuff like that whatever we there, there's kind of an allusion to it when she's eating a uh, a chocolate bar at her grandmother's funeral but um Amazing. 
the the nuts allergy is is kind of the 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 thing that that kind of is magnified and they they go to this party even though it is kind of insane that this this girl got you know wind up winded up going to this party because it's you know just like a it's like a high school party whatever it's so like i feel like it hit so hard because it was so preventable Mm-mm. it's just like meant it's, to be this like this sacrifice I'm just and that's calling. we have to like that's the thing right we have to kind of like uh buy into that where it's like this was all pre-designed and like that's where the spiritual stuff kind of comes in which is cool and my favorite parts of the movie and also like the most terrifying parts but uh we get to this party charlie winds up eating something with nuts in it uh winds up she she has a nut allergy uh she says she can't breathe and we wind up going to uh, there's a little bit of a panic and uh, she has to be taken to rush to the hospital. They enter the car, leave the party speeding down the highway. She, she feels like she can't breathe, sticks her head out the window. Boom. Right. You know, there's, there's a pole coming and the pole hits her head. When, when I'm in the theater watching this, the, the way that it's, the way that it's shot is you think you see something and it's, you think you see the head come off and, but you're not sure because it happens so quick. And it's yeah. this this sudden stop, right? The the car stops, and he Peter kind of just sits. He sits for for you know twenty thirty seconds, and then he just drives off. And it's this kind of like, yep, yep. And so so you're you know I'm sitting in the theater, and like I said, this is a sequence where I feel like I cannot breathe. I because because I still don't know what is happening. I don't know what happened. You know, I don't know if she's like you know I I. I thought maybe decapitation, but I was like, I, you know, I, I just could not breathe. Where, where's your head at when, when we hit this part? Dude, I wasn't looking at Luke <laughs> or Tony. I was just staring at the screen. Yeah. And the fact that like it was silent, the fact that it was just like fucking like everything about it. I was like, yo, she just died. And I'm like, how do you go home? Like, what is right? I think about things like that. I think about what Peter's going through. Like, what is Peter going to say? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, a second death already. Yeah, and I still don't know why. I'm just like, holy shit! Like, why did she die? You yeah, know? and like, that's that's the 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 trick of the movie too. Where, like you said, you know. You you didn't know much about the movie going in, but you know it's like kind of like you're thinking that it's like a haunted little girl, right? That's kind of what like some <laughs> yeah, of the trailers like, were. And I know it's the character, like you know, at, yeah, yeah. And where there's a two hour movie, we're not even halfway through it, and she's gone, so so to speak, so to speak. Um, and and yeah, so I'm I I I like absolutely cannot breathe, and and man the when the he goes right to bed and it's like you said it's one of those things where what do you do in that instance like you sympathize with him to a certain extent where you're like what what would i do like i do not know what i would do and i completely understand someone just doing what he does and going to bed and just being like maybe this is a fucking nightmare right like it's it's one of those things where you just like 
you you put yourself in his shoes and we've all had that kind of like I very specifically remember a dream that I had when I was a kid my dad let me when I was first starting to play guitar my dad had a bunch of guitars because he played it himself and um he lent me one of the guitars and I had a dream that I broke it by accident and there was the sinking feeling of like what am I gonna do everything is ruined and so like everyone's had those moments right where it's just like i'm completely like i don't know what to do and that's that's what he that's what he had um and 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 the thing that i want to highlight here and i wrote i'll I'll go through my notes in, in a bit too but one thing that i that i wrote in particular about this was uh let's see um I put the time span from the car scene to Charlie's funeral is unbelievable. The transition from Tony Collette discovering the body to her room to the funeral is unreal. And it's this thing where uh, Peter wakes up in this morning and you hear kind of rustling downstairs. Oh. And Tony Collette is like, I, you know, because he borrows her car um, and she discovers Charlie's body. We still don't know that there's no head. We think in the back of our heads that there's no head, but oh. we just hear screaming. And I was, wa- I was rewatching this and my wife was uh, out and like, she just heard the screaming and she was out in the living room. I was watching in my <laughs> office and she like peeked her head and she was like, what the fuck are you watching? Um, and, and, you know, I was like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you in a little bit. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and, and the transition from the screaming, uh, to the screaming in the bedroom where she is just losing her mind oh, and her and husband is trying to console her hallway dude and he's standing in the hallway and then we cut right to the funeral where she is still on her knees the same scream it is like really I one of die. yep it's one of the most harrowing things i've seen in a movie ever period it's yeah. it's harrowing um you all right. this is before the manipulation before the crazy shit even happens. Yep. Yep. Like, I loved it. That's what I was like. Oh my god, dude! What yep. the fuck am I watching? We leave off, like we said, at at the at the funeral after, uh, you know, at at Charlie's funeral, uh, and then from there is kind of where the uh, spiritual stuff kind of starts to set in. Yeah. So. To kind of breeze through the rest of or rest of the plot, because if if you're if you're listening to this point, you know you've seen the movie already, or you should you should watch the movie. Um, right. <laughs> uh, I I get it though. I I listen. There's there's a couple of movie podcasts I listen to where uh they'll they'll kind of run through the plot of the movie, and I'll be like, I haven't seen this, but like you know whatever. I, I want to listen to the episode, so it's fine. Um, but essentially, let, let's just hit the main points here, right? So so. Charlie dies and and uh uh Tony Collette starts to kind of seek group therapy for the loss that she's experienced uh both between her mother and her daughter. Um at those group sessions, you know, you could tell that there was a real strain between her and her mother and that she had like kind of like terrorized her family uh was supposedly the cause of her uh, Tony Collette's brother's uh, suicide, um, all stuff that we kind of see why as the movie unfolds. Um, and the other little bit, I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but the other little thing that I mentioned that I forgot to mention after the 
funeral of the grandmother is that ghost uh when she goes into her office yeah oh my god dude that was so yeah. early in the movie and i'm like yep what the fuck is this you don't know if it's like uh you know and it's one of those things where is it kind of her manifesting it is it like a delusion it's like it's so unclear and it's kind of up to your interpretation um, I, did, I did want to be that guy hey rewind it like, right. You know what I mean? Like, pick up the PS4 controller and go back. <laughs> but I was like, yo, that looked fucking crazy. And there's a and- couple other spots here, especially as we go through to the ending, that have that same effect of, yo, this looks crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's one. That's our first real scare, right? It's it's sorrowful and it's like uncomfortable. Uh, because everyone, you know, most most everyone has or will, you know, everyone will experience loss, and so you 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 associate it with certain feelings, and and then it it adds that scary element to it, and you're like, oh boy, we're in for it. Um, so there's a clear kind of you know divide now, uh, uh among the family. Like Tony Collette is going off, uh, more at at night to these therapy sessions she is saying that she's going to the movies to her husband because for whatever reason you know she she doesn't want to admit a lot of people have an uncomfortable time saying that they go to a therapist or like they need help in some kind of way you know i get it um and you know alex uh, alex wolf character peter is kind of uh he is kind of uh you know uh just shook by the whole thing the the whole family's kind of just just not functioning as a unit, even more so than we saw in the beginning. Yeah. Um, Tony Collette meets someone who goes up to her, you know, someone that also has experienced the loss of uh, a, a grandchild. Um, and uh, they connect and become friends. Uh, you find out that uh, they 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 want to hang out, you know, and and you know, just you know, it's nice to have friends when you're going through support. Something. Yeah. She, she they they talk about it and uh at the second time that they hang out she says hey uh i've got something kind of insane to show you but i you know you're experiencing loss i experienced loss like you know let, i i trust me this, this is a good help. thing <laughs> yep and she goes over to this woman's house and she notices uh the the doormat is kind of like oh her mother used to make stuff like that Dude, um, I didn't even fucking put that together until it's the little stuff. It's the, the fu- little stuff. Third mm-hmm. time. Yeah. 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 So and you know what? That's a good point too, man, because it's one of those things where there's so much happening in this movie. And and I also I think it took me to the second time that I saw it because I'm I'm thinking of so many other things. But you see that woman's picture in the in the book at yeah. the end with, you know, and you're like Oh my god. And and just like you, it, the first time it didn't register. And then you're like, "Oh, that's the fucking woman." Obviously. So it's yeah, it's just one of those things where like, you know, it, it sometimes stuff just goes over our heads and even it, it's just yeah. Real quick, I just want to say that scene where she's like going through the books and like she Ugh. sees all the pictures. Ugh. There's this like there's a shot where she like, you know, she you can see it's like her looking down reading. Yeah. And it goes through and she's like the symbol and she like is crying and holds her, like you know, because like mm-hmm. she cannot. She's realizing it. You're know talking about. Do you remember that shot? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. one of the uh, 
scariest parts of the movie to me. The, that the realization setting in, I was yeah. like, whoa, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's dude, it is it is harrowing. And 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 we'll get to this too, but uh, I, I don't know how how closely you follow or into award stuff, but I've become a bit of like an Oscar guy. Mm-hmm. It is one of the, the Oscars just don't really take horror movies seriously. It is a shame. And I'm going to I, I want to go through and kind of look back on that year at some point And just like uh, I want to I want to look at what what won and stuff like that. But yeah. she should have won. She should oh, have been nominated really? at the very least because, you know, I know we're talking about the seance, but right after the seance, I want to get to the dinner table scene because that is that's the Oscar moment. That's the moment that you play, you know, Tony Collette for Hereditary, and then you play the the dinner scene, yeah, but where she is flipping out, and it's it's so you know, eh, eh, you know, you've had everyone's had a parent or or a parent parental figure kind of flip out at them at some yeah. point about something, especially if you swear at a parent and you know you shouldn't, and that's what really sets her off. But but so so. We'll go back to the uh, second time that she's hanging out with the the friend that she met at the the grief counseling. Um, she uh, invites her over, and they uh, basically go. Uh, they 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 do a seance to. Uh, oh, yeah, it's it's truly terrifying. She resurrects the spirit of her dead grandson, and it's all again up to interpretation because this woman is, as we put together at the end, in this cult with uh, Tony Collette's mother. And, um, you know, uh, that very well may not have been her grandson. That could have just been another dead spirit that they were in cahoots with. Could have been the mother herself. So, um, yeah. I, Go ahead. This movie, I went and literally looked up Hereditary Explained. It was that. Like, I never sure. done that with a movie. Yeah. Like, I'm talking when I got home at 7 in the morning. I'm still <laughs> looking around my room like that, trying to watch this little YouTube video. When she says Louie, yeah. Oh my my son Louie. People said that was that meant Lucifer. Oh boy. <laughs> I was just like, what kind of movie is this? Like I've never fucking <laughs> I'm like, there's so many hidden things they put in there. So yeah. fucking sick. But yeah, he's he's a man of uh, attention to detail, that Oscar. <laughs> Dude, it's so fire. Like Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so that's and and there you go. That's uh, you know that that very well could not have been a grandson. You know, you know whatever you might want to think. I I like I like the Louis as a you know that being an an allusion to to Lucifer. That's that's pretty uh that's pretty good. I didn't even think of that. Um, but uh you know uh she freaks out. She leaves. She's kind of you know just like jarred by the whole it's just a very jarring experience uh they have the um you know they're they're having dinner and they ha- she has her freak out basically where you can tell things are tense between her and her husband he made dinner and and very clearly like she was like oh i'm gonna make dinner he's like no no no, no i've made dinner like come down whatever i don't care um and you know there's it's tense between her and her son yeah. And uh, you know they they kind of just freak out on each other, and it is such powerful acting. And like it, it 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 it's the she freaks out on him because of Charlie's death. And there's this moment in it that I really really like where 
she says your sister's dead she's dead and it's and i and and i know you miss her and it's one of those things where he she's laying the blame on him kind of but then she realizes and she's like i i I understand that this was an accident but the way that it's being handled is so insane um and yeah it's 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 really just like man it's such a broken i took a clip of it and put it on my sampler oh really yeah like in between songs i just like it's powerful um, it's like the you know it went a waste. Like I started yeah. from there, and it's so fucking good. Like I just, and people, certain people, just walk up to me at the end of the show. It's just like, dude, the hereditary. I was like, <laughs> dude, you know, it's powerful, man. It's that 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 should have been the Oscar clip. She should have, at the very least, been been nominated. I'm and I'm you know I'm curious. I'm I'm. We're gonna look it up right now. We're gonna look up uh, Academy so Awards. Crazy. I don't even think about stuff like that but yeah that is if that's not worthy of a nomination please show me what is i'm looking right now i need best actress actor there's actor in a leading role okay actress in a leading role looks like francis mcdormand won for three billboards outside emming missouri which is a pretty good movie um uh meryl streep in the post great movie lady bird uh uh stories ronan that's a great movie too Margot Robbie, I, Tanya, which I haven't seen. Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water. I would swap that with Tony Collette. And I like that movie. And I think Sally Hawkins is great. But that that would be my pick. Um, yeah. But so, so uh, you know, uh, things kind of just devolve from here. Uh, Peter's having a hard time at school. And th- 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 there's the soul transfer stuff, basically. We'll... we'll We'll kind of jump there. Um, let's let's jump to basically because there's so much little stuff that we could kind of get into and break down. But like, yeah, essentially, the the it's very clear that uh, you know we're ramping up to the we have the seance for Charlie. Um, you know, she she eventually is like, let's let's do the seance thing. I I want to try and bring this family back together. It backfires on her. Everyone's terrified. So and crazy. then. And then, uh, you know, one, uh, a night later, essentially, um, just uh, enough has kind of like Charlie's spirit, just all, all that spirit world stuff. Um, the the woman who uh, she met at the um, Joan, yeah, uh, yeah, Joan. Um, she kind of zeroes in on Peter, and um, you know, kind of like puts him in a trance. He 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 gets infiltrated. His soul gets infiltrated in school. He does that thing where he slams his head on the desk, crazy. fucking crazy. And supposedly, uh, Alex Wolf can just do that with his nose. He can dislocate his nose like that, and yeah. so he was able to just kind of do that, which is nuts. So crazy. Yeah, I but... keep saying that word, but I don't, I'm sorry. It's just it like, is. It's a, it's crazy. The whole thing about movie's crazy. every part. There's so many highlights. So many yeah. parts that are just like what. Like yeah, the yeah. dad in the car just like almost. Oh you know, my god, where he did that? That and and so that's kind of like I would say that that's the part right up, uh, you know, like the last little part before Peter pulls home and is you know, and then we go into absolute fucking craziness. But uh, that that car scene where he is sobbing, and I'm just like, it, it's it's one of those things where I was rewatching it and I've probably seen it five or six times now, maybe 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 more. 
And I was rewatching it in preparation for this. And just a few times where I went, Jesus Christ. And and that was one where I was just like, oh, my God, man. Like, this is so punishing. It's it, 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 in a great in a great way. In, yeah. in, in, in you know, <laughs> yeah. And, and it was a thing where I had to I, I, dude, I, I, I was going to watch this at night. And I had to be like, you know what? Last time I watched this at night, I really freaked myself out. I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna watch it in the morning, actually. And it was, I was in daylight, broad daylight. I'm watching this, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is so fucking scary and horrifying. Just like every perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, eventually, you know, uh, the spirits infiltrate essentially. Um. And the whole thing ramps up to this climax where uh, very clearly um, Tony Collette's taken over, her spirit's taken over by her mother, um, and they're putting Charlie's spirit inside Peter. Uh, her dad, the dad gets burned alive through some kind of weird force of this book, you yeah. know, getting thrown into the fire. He gets lit on fire, he's gone. Um, Peter wakes up in his bed in the middle of the night after all of this kind of like crazy stuff happens. This is where the dead dad gets burned alive and stuff. He wakes up in the bed and you see Tony Collette, who's already been possessed. She's up in the corner. Now, did you clock that the first time? Because. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm like not even talking in the yeah. room with my friends. I'm just like. It's hard to it. This is one of those you can't really talk during this movie type of things. Yeah, like, especially at certain spots. Dude, but like, and so anytime <laughs> I did look over at Luke, though, Luke was just like, because because he's been through it. Luke had been through it, so he's looking at you go through it in real time. Like, I it's almost like the sadistic thing where he's like, "I got you, yeah. I got you now." How you know how many times I've been like, y- y'all seen Hereditary? I have <laughs> asked people that. So, and it's funny because a lot of people are just like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, which is the, the perplexing thing of like people getting shamed for liking Hereditary Midsummer when it, it's, it made, you know, like, uh, it really did not do like, it, it, it's not like it was like a, a, a blockbuster again. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me just look. Oh, actually, holy shit. You know, it made 82 mil at the box office. I should have known that actually. So what that's fucking nuts. So, like uh, and the, the budget was, the budget was 10, the budget was 10 mil 82. Oh. That's, that's, that's high for a horror movie. Um, yeah. uh, and Mid- Midsummer made 50. But again, it's it's one of those things where like shaming someone for liking this, just you know, whatever, dude. Get a life, literally, dude. Because I be wanting to ask. So you show me, you tell me what's like better. You know what I mean, or like yeah. your standard of like horror movie, right? And it's uh, you know, I've seen I've seen interactions like this online where you know someone's like, all right, all right, well, so what are your favorites? And it's just you know. I like uh, The Exorcist, or or they'll be like one of those freaks who are into like Italian giallo movies, which are great in their own way, but are like you know, oh, I only like uh, these uh, uh, Italian giallo movies, or I only like these uh, like eight uh, under the under the radar eighty slashers, like The <laughs> yeah, Burning, right. and like you know, like, bullshit. Right, I've got a sh- I've got a shelf right behind me. All it's all bullshit. I love them for their own reasons, but <laughs> it's it all sucks. You know, in in a great way. In a great way. Yo, it's, you it's... ever seen a movie called Climax? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gaspar Noé. Uh, oh. Yeah, Climax rocks. 
So that was like we did Hereditary, then we did Midsummer, like me, Tony, and Luke. And then do you guys still do this? Do you guys still hang out? No, with we don't do it no more, man. We you got you got to text them immediately after this, and I'm we gonna did, I'm gonna text you a movie. Yeah, we did go and see uh, Decision to Leave. Uh, oh, cool! That that that's a great movie. Luke is like really, you know, and Tony, they both are. I was joking about it. they don't watch movies; they watch films. <laughs> you know what sure. I mean? So it's like <laughs> they we went to this like art house like, theater. Yeah, like an indie movie theater called The Bourse in Philly. And I was like, it's so funny. I really thought there was just no in-between. I was like, okay, if it's not a Regal or AMC, this is going to be some, like, Baroque, like, theater. Like, like is that how you pronounce it? I don't know how to pronounce it. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just some, like, real fancy theater with no popcorn. You know what I mean? (laughs) the The popcorn's real healthy. I'm like, oh, they got the popcorn here. And we're watching it. And I'm like, damn, dude. Movie. So it's not just going to like AMC or something. Yeah, you know I mean, and seeing like some like Will Ferrell movie. It's like yeah. it really is more art than anything. Cause I always had to watch movies like that. I don't know. Just like on my own. I've never really seen sure. it like in the theater. In theaters. Yeah, yeah, the art house theater is like yeah. That's uh, I'm gonna have to ask you for the name of that theater again, like for next time that I'm in Philly. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, it's just one of those things where I really, uh, I there's one by us called uh, Huntington Cinema Arts Center where I went to go see Decision to Leave with a couple of friends. Um, and so that's Park Chan Wook. That's uh, you ever see Old Boy? Yeah. Yeah, so that's old boy. That and not the Spike Lee old boy, because Spike Lee remade old boy. The uh the No, I so, know. My brother yeah, yeah, is yeah. the one that told me about it. He's like, hey, this movie's really fucked up. I was like, yeah, okay. It is. I was like, it oh, really is. This, what the hell am I watching, dude? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but uh so so anyway, the, the this this sequence basically from uh Peter waking up in bed through to the end in the treehouse is it's really one of the most horrifying like sequences of any movie I've ever seen. And, and, and this is, this is the thing I want to harp on. Um, yeah. And, and I'll, I'll get into my rabbit story after this. And, and so let, let I'll, I'll, I'll basically say the rest of the, the rest of the plot basically is, you know, they, they win. And, and it's a, it's a thing where, you know, Peter's taken over and Charlie spirit is put in Peter's body because they need a male host. There are there are cults that are they uh, worship um, one of the uh, yeah payment one of the uh, kings of hell, and it's just a group of group of old naked people who uh, are not not all old, but they they worship payment and um, they reject the holy trinity and they uh, they you know they they want his his guidance and basically Tony Collette's mother is the one who coordinated all of this. It was her life's work and her spirit is in uh, Tony Collette's body. Now I believe, although both of their bodies are there, but, and it's one of those things too. The one other little bit I'll get in before I get to the spiritual stuff is yeah. uh, the letter that she reads when she's going through her mom's old stuff. And she's like, I'm sorry about everything, you know, but, trust me the rewards will be worth all of the sacrifices that we've made and tony collette's like jesus christ like she's haunting me you know what i mean like it's and i think that's at the beginning of the movie where she sees the ghost i'm pretty sure um it's either that or or a little more more towards the middle of the movie Mm. um 
and and so yeah and and that ending man yeah it's uh, the the music that's playing just unbelievably like that kind of like symphonic and like glistening and glittery music oh man it's so good um (laughs) you ever listen to liturgy yeah liturgy's cool dude the first time i listened to that band i was just like this is like this sounds like what hereditary looked like to me (laughs) that's Hey, that's an app description. That's actually pretty cool. That's a that's pretty the, cool way of putting that it. Ending the horns. I was like, yeah, there's too much. Like to the very end, it was like crazy thought out, like yeah, art. And I feel like it resonated with me a lot because that's kind of how I approach Kanashi. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just to the last lyric of the song, I just want twists and turns and clever things you can pick up on. And that's just the entire thing, even to the end, where it's just like the crown, the oh, music, yeah. and the, no uh, moments wasted, and no moments wasted, which is the the good comparable to something like music, the music that we make, where it's like everything's under a magnifying glass at all times, right? It's one of those things, yeah, dude. yeah. And and it. so from from here, uh, I the thing I want to get into is why this movie is so scary for me, and it's. It's a mix of like, for, first of all, the, the the movie itself is a blend of obviously kind of this like family drama and, you know, just tragedy with the more um, spiritual and like uh, um, spiritual is the right word, but it's like this demonic energy kind of like it's it's reli- religious might be the right word because it is, you know, kind of like playing around with uh, an evil religion, you know, kind of like the antithesis of Christianity the thing that scares me so much about stuff like that is whether you believe in it or not, I think that it is real to a certain extent where you can, you either believe that this shit is real where it's like, you know, the, the evil spirits kind of just like this evil just spirits in general. And like the, the antithesis of, of quote unquote good. And these kind of like yeah. demons that will just haunt people or you can manifest it and your brain tricks yourself, whether it's, you know, it, it, if it's not real, some people's brains can trick themselves into thinking it is real. And at that point, it may as well be real. And yeah. that's the whole thing with this, where it's like all of this stuff, it sounds outlandish. But to me, this thing, something like this just could happen. Obviously, there's a lot of dominoes yeah, that have to fall. Absolutely. But it's so terrifying to me. And and yeah, I just don't. I One of the things that scares me the most is just like evil energy and spirits and stuff like that and like hauntings. And I like. It's it it shook me to my core. It really did. Dude, and no, absolutely. And so I'll get into really quick the rabbit story that I have. So back in the I think it's 15th, 16th century, rabbits were for whatever reason a symbol of the devil, symbol of evil. So I I go through this story with, uh-huh. with a lot of people whenever I talk about hereditary, but I figure this is the perfect uh perfect time for it. Uh, after I see Hereditary, I, I already said the first time I went to the theater right by myself. Um, I come back home and I see a, a rabbit on. Uh, I was with my parents at the time on our front lawn. I didn't think anything of it. Like you know, it's just a rabbit hanging out in the middle of the night. Like these things happen. Okay. Second time I go see it, maybe a week later, I come back and the rabbit's in the same spot. But I didn't notice him before, and I was like, that's fucking weird. Uh, two weeks later, I come home from uh rehearsal. And I'm listening to a podcast and they're getting into hereditary. They're like, oh, have you seen this thing? It, it rocks. You should, you know, they're talking to each other about it. I'm pulling in my driveway. The fucking rabbit's there. And I was like, I 
I I do not like this. Like this, something is weird about this. Yeah. Uh, month month and a half Rabbit later. Symbology. I... <laughs> did you look <laughs> up? The I did. I I did, and I, it's one of those things where I think this is a perfect example of a brain playing tricks on you. Yeah. So a month and a half later, something like that, Hereditary comes out on Blu-ray, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna pick it up on my way home from work and go to the Best Buy. I'm like a big movie physical media, uh, you know, whether it's records or movies, whatever guy. Mm-hmm. So I've uh, you know. I pick it up and then I have to go to rehearsal after. So uh, I was like, oh, okay. And then I'm coming home and it's late at night. I've got it in, you know, just in my front seat and uh, the fucking rabbits there. And I got out of my car and I ran up to this rabbit and said, you get the fuck out of here. You get the fuck out of here and you never come back. And whenever I tell this story to people, they're like, so you screamed at a rabbit. You know what I mean? (laughs) But you don't get it. No, yeah. So that's my that's my rabbit story. No, dude. Uh, I mean, oh, I was about to say, did something like happen? No, no, everything was fine. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, everything's no, but I understand. It's like it's ridiculous when you explain it, but it's just like, yeah, I feel ridiculous yeah. even looking back on when I first saw Hereditary. I'm telling you, like, no joke. When I went home, I was like. Yeah, well, that's the thing. The, before <laughs> I watched it this time, the most recent time was at my parents' house, and I watched it at night because I was like, it, we were talking about the feeling of chasing that that like being scared feeling, and I was like, I haven't watched Hereditary in a while. I'm gonna watch it with all the lights out at night, and I do, and I'm freaking myself out. And I, I, the movie ends, and I get up to like get a glass of water, and I'm like a kid again, running to the light switches and like sprinting. <laughs> And turning them on. And like, I'm just like, what am I doing to myself? Like, and that's, I will do that again at some point. And it's something where, whether it's a year, five years from now, whatever, I'm going to be like, you know what I'm going to do? I got to rewatch Hereditary with all the lights out. Something like that. Um, But okay, let's, let's Mm -hmm. jump into the last part of this, which is this, this game, which I still don't have a name for, but it's, it's, it's the game. And it's one of those things where it's like a bit of a guessing game and it's totally dependent on like it, it more than anything. It's just, they're just use this. It's just used as a talking point, but uh-huh. I'll either pick a, I'll, uh, I'll either pick uh, one of the uh, leads or, you know, one of the main actors in the movie mm-hmm. or the director. And we do a little bit of kind of like trivia on them. And okay. I picked because Ari Oster's only got two, three, if you count the Johnson's movies out, I picked and Tony Collette's filmography is so huge. I was like, you know what? It'd be fun to talk about Alex Wolf, the Naked Brother, oh, yeah. Naked Brothers band guy. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm gonna give you some multiple choice shit, and then we're gonna do some stuff where it's just no multiple choice. We just do the the actual answers to them. Here we go. Alex Wolf was born in A. New York City, B. Holly Weird, California, C. Philly, D. Nashville. New York City. Yup, that's right. All wow. right. <laughs> okay. A movie that Alex Wolf is slated to be in soon. Uh, a. Hereditary 2. B. Jumanji 3. C. C Oppenheimer. D. John Wick 5. Oppenheimer. Yup, that's right. Yeah, I actually saw that trailer. That shit looks crazy. It's going to rock. It came Coming out the same day as the Barbie movie, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to try and coordinate <laughs> so that way I go see the Barbie movie with my wife. Stick mm-hmm. back at the theater and then go see Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. with some buddies. Fun fact: We have a um, sample from Oppenheimer on our first EP ever, 2013. Oh, really? Like the dude talking about right, you know, right, 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 right. The destroyer of world, or I forget what it was. Now I've become I, deaf. That one. 
I I'm a big um uh, I'm a big Nolan guy and like I'm excited because a tenant I did not see but I know that it's like so fucking confusing and like just like one of those things where it's like, I, I'm just excited to see mm-hmm. I'm very into like a historical docudrama um I'm I'm so I'm really excited to see this yeah. uh okay here we go which director has Alex Wolf most collaborated with and this one's a little bit of a trick question I did you a little bit dirty but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna list them off anyway a mark myers b polly draper who is technically his mother uh c jay kasdan or d Corey finley it was uh the, the second one his mother okay so i did you dirty and you're technically right but every oh, one of what? these every one of these directors has directed has worked with him twice and that's the oh. most he's ever worked with a director so mark myers uh something called human capital that i haven't seen and then something called uh and then a movie called my friend Dahmer, uh which is basically about uh one of jeffrey Dahmer's um school buddies not buddies um but like someone that grew up with him basically wrote a book yeah. about how he was as a kid and that got um adapted into a movie it's really good and he alex wolf plays that that friend um the uh movies that he worked with polly draper are the naked brothers band movie and something called stella's last weekend which i it's just like a comedy yeah uh jake kasdan both of the jumanji movies and Corey finley i've seen both of these movies thoroughbreds and bad education do you know anything about bad education no Bad Education is uh, a movie about like this uh, school on Long Island, Roslyn, this high school that basically was stealing tax money to make the school look better. Um, oh, dude, it's like one of those like we call them passing around papers movies. It's kind of like you ever see? Do you watch The Wire? You you watch The Wire? Yeah. So The Wire is kind of like that procedural, like where it's like you know it's all about like wiretaps or just like incriminating evidence, like, and it's a bunch of people filing around papers and like, you know, that's, that's a big part of it. This is kind of that where it's like, an I know investigation. what you mean by that. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, another really good one is um, spotlight. I don't know if you've ever seen spotlight. It's about the Roman Catholic church, just like a, a dive into kind of an yeah. isolated newspaper uh, in Boston, basically um, did like an expose on how many uh, on their kind of like uh, willingness to like, forgive sexual misconduct stuff and like you know it's dude spotlight rocks it's like weirdly a very comforting movie it's you know but yeah uh all right let's just roll through these now um the score uh i don't think you're gonna guess this guy's name uh, unless you know it i'll give you a second (laughs) yeah so uh his name is colin steston and i was you know i had to look it up i don't know who this guy is but Mm -hmm. other scores that he's done are Color Out of Space, which is a Nick Cage, H.P. Lovecraft movie, which rocks. Uh, the newest Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, which is very boring and I do not like. Um, Bro, is that the one that like speaks on, on gentrification? Yeah, it's just on like, Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 just not for me. Oh, I tried, and I was like, yeah, dude, wow, this sucks. Also, yeah. I didn't realize. I'm gonna be transparent here, yo, for the longest time. I thought Texas Chainsaw Massacre was based on a true story. I, I mean, that's the that's the trick of it, because I think that that was part of the marketing thing, kind of like the Blair Witch, where they're like, this is based on a true story. I think that they yeah. kind of just put that like kind of out there, whatever. Um, but yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, 
Oh, I thought like Leatherface was a guy. It's loose. Leatherface is loosely based on Ed Gein, who is like a tragic, like kind of like it was just like a dude who was schizophrenic. And like, you know, his mother died and he was not suited to live on his own. And he killed two people. And they he's like one of those people where it's like he's a quote unquote serial killer. But he was just like, you know, he just really ill. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't get put in jail or anything like even back then. They were like, this dude would not do well in jail. I think he just needs help. And he lived the rest of his life in a like hospital. Um, But yeah, yeah. But he's loosely based on Edgian, Leatherface is. And the um, other score that this dude just did the uh, uh, just did was The Menu, which I just watched on Monday. I, yeah, I got to watch that one still. It's okay. It's okay. I uh, uh, I think it's worth a watch. Uh, I'm curious. When you watch it, text me. I'm curious to see what your, uh, what your thoughts are. And he, uh, this guy also collaborated with Arcade Fire and Bon Iver, which is pretty cool. Oh, shit. Yep. Uh, all right, and now do the hereditary soundtrack. Oh, yep, that's right. Yep. All right, four more, and then I'll let you go. Uh, can you guess what his first movie was? <laughs> My God, dude! I'm not cheating. I'm not looking up answers. Oh man, no. super bad. I don't know. No, 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 no. First... Uh, N- Naked Brothers Band movie. Oh, him. Yes. So you meant the dude who made the soundtrack. I was like, no, God, no, man, no, no. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, Alex Wolf's naked... first movie yes. ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was a Naked Brothers Band movie. That's his first credit, which makes sense because he was, you know, when he was younger than Naked Brothers Band. Bro, I was like, is that like a accurate answer? Or is there something earlier when he was a kid? No, nope, oh, nope. the Naked Brothers Band movie. Yeah, I guess there was, and that's the the uh, directing credit for from his mom. Oh, um, yeah. okay, highest grossing movie in the U.S. Uh, is it the Naked Brothers Band movie? No, no, it's a good guess though. It is Jumanji. Uh, Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle, which I think is the first one. So that's four hundred and four mil at the box office. Wait, he was in, in the US. Jumanji? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so when I think of Jumanji, I think about like, um, is it Robin Williams, like the nineties Jumanji? That's what you're thinking of, yeah. But no, this is the Rock Jumanji. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. So right, yeah, Colin. highest grossing worldwide. Alex Wolf. Oh my god, what's the fucking movie? Don't think too hard. I swear to god, I'm, is it Jumanji? I'm gonna give it to you. It's Jumanji, yeah, it's Jumanji. <laughs> Good. Yeah, nine. Did like everyone watch this movie but me? It was a big this is it was a big blockbuster. Um Holy okay, shit. and we'll end off on this. His newest movie, and have you seen it? And I'll give you a hint, it's an M Night Shyamalan movie because we talked him in signs. We talked. We were talking about. Uh, we were talking about M Night with signs in the village. Yeah, and stuff, yeah. So no, I it's a good way to, to end it. Last off. time I watched the M Night Shyamalan movie was the one about the. I think it was like the mist or the fog or something like that. So, uh, this one is a lion tore some dude up at the zoo. Like that was like the last one I saw. Right, right. right. This is about a beach that makes you old. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> Honestly, people were dogging on that movie. And it's I was not like, bad. It's not. No, it's 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 an M Night Shyamalan movie, so it's it's schlocky and like it's like a little stupid, but it's one of those things where it's like he's like a little he's like a little like he's a he's a little stinker, dude. Like he's just like he's cool. I like I, yeah. I, I he's he's fun, and that's what it is. He's having fun. 
Um, I gotta check it out. Oh, damn! I literally forgot about that. You got nothing. If you got nothing going on, throw on old. It's a little bit of fun. Yo, Um, when I when I had like my TV and I was actually watching like Amazon Prime and like I had you know my friend led me to the HBO login. I would just randomly watch movies, and there are a lot of like HBO's good for it straight to video type movies but it's straight to streaming type movies you know what i mean yeah i was like man a lot there it made me realize the difference not all movies are created equal you know what i mean you can kind of tell when the budget is fucking not big for certain movies (laughs) oh yeah 100 but all right this thing's gonna kick us off in less than a minute so i'm gonna say uh peter thank you for being on and i as i you know you You're a great friend. Me. I can't wait until we're eventually back on tour together at yeah, some point. And I'll see you soon. And we'll have you back on the pod at some point soon, too. Because, uh, you know, it's fun. Why not? Even Dude, We'll go through your second favorite movie. Who cares? Please. I already got it. I already got All right. It. All right. Save it. Save it. I'm, 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 excited, to, I'm excited to hear what it's going to be. All right. I will. Thank you, bro. All right. Later, dog. I'll text you. Yep. Peace.